have found Light Not Might, the podcast, and today we are live streaming another episode of our 20-part series, Mother Nature is a Life Coach. I'm so excited that you stopped by. I really want to say thank you for you taking time to explore this content. I think you'll have a lot of fun. And I mostly want to say congratulations to you for taking some time for yourself. You know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so part of me is like, what are you doing cruising by here? And that makes me happy to um, remember a time in my life about seven years ago when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, very important to us here in Seattle. And I tell you what was really cool, being a yoga teacher back in the day, being a teacher teaching on Super Bowl Sunday, it would be people coming in purposely as conscientious objectors. And the reason that makes me smile and the reason I'm, I want to tell you about this is because as a yoga teacher, it was always my goal to teach all levels classes, very accessible to all people. So I never really went there with the woo-woo information unless, as we used to say, the right people showed up. Now, I would never open a yoga class saying, hey, welcome. Today, we're going to learn about magical Taoism. And I cannot wait to delve into the content here, sharing with you the information about spirit deities. Like, there's no way that you would say that in a public class in a general setting. But on Super Bowl Sunday, it was like students would roll in, they would want to practice, and they would also want to just really learn more about the tradition. And so this was kind of a fun moment to go off a little, you know, off the rails and teach them crazy aspects of pranayama or meditation or just about the philosophy of the tradition. And so anyway, thanks for listening. I get excited today to share with you some content, especially after watching a couple hours of the Super Bowl pregame content. I don't know if you watched it, but really high vibration stuff. Um, my mascara like was running down my face up until about 10 minutes ago when I cleaned myself up. There was a lot of tear jerking moments where you can really see that the NFL was eager to showcase a real sense of unity and purpose, especially calling to the suffering of the moment at hand. It is 2021. It is February 7. And I'm excited for you because Friday is the beginning of the Chinese Lunar New Year. And so that means you have about four days in which to really shed and release old energies that you are bringing from last year into the Lunar New Year on Friday. So to that end, this concept of Mother Nature as your life coach, we really look seriously at how the moon has an important role in your life. And the information I'm going to share with you today hopefully provides you with some more thoughts and tools and activities and ideas to live a very peaceful and easeful life in these challenging times. When I sit down to live stream the podcast, it takes on a different energy. My husband has done such a great job with the lighting and the set, and I'm so excited about this new dynamic of like looking into your eyes while I'm just talking to the microphone. 
And so I really put myself in the mindset of like, you're out there. You're like sitting down. You have a cup of tea like I do. Or maybe you're outside on a walk and you want some companionship. Or maybe you are just having a challenging day and the glorious algorithm of YouTube brought you this moment to have some high vibration fun. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're taking time for yourself and I'm very grateful to get to share the ideas with you. One of the hardest things about being a yoga teacher during this quarantine pandemic moment is that I have a lot of things that my teachers taught me that I want to share. The only reason to acquire information and knowledge is to give it to somebody else. And so that's what I'm just excited to do. So stepping back a second to the moon, um, think about it this way. She's like the mom, right? The sun is the yang to the yin in this scenario that comprises the tradition of Taoism. Yang is for really doing and achieving, you know, like the sun does. It like keeps us moving and growing and alive and yay. It gets all the credit. <laughs> like, like it's like the star of the show. It's like the dad. And then the mom, the moon, and forgive me for being a little old-fashioned in the definitions of masculine and feminine energies, but here's the moon. She's the mom. She's in the background. She's kind of running the calendar. She's got everybody on a schedule. And you don't really realize everything she does for you until you stop and notice. It's fascinating to think about how in this moment we are turning from the big, exciting, whole entire New Year's of our normal calendar to having kind of another New Year's. And that's what we're doing Thursday night. So when you get up on Friday, you're going to have Gong Hi Fa Choi, the happy new year of the Chinese Lunar New Year. So thank goodness we have the moon, the yin to the balancing out. And this content is kind of brought to you from China, Taoism. Uh, I got a chance to study yin yoga as a yoga teacher. And in my advanced studies, I got a chance to learn a little bit more from this author, Bernie Clark. He's from the Pacific Northwest. He's from Canada. So that's really fun. A lot of my friends have taken his workshops and then presented the information to me, but I couldn't wait to get the book. And in the book, he opens with how yin yoga is from the tradition of Taoism. And we know that the yin and the yang is really part of just healthy living. Your yang yoga practices are like your power vinyasa and your hatha, definitely your yoga sculpt. Your yin yoga practices are more like yoga nidra, yin yoga, and your meditation, and your more times of quiet and stillness. And so Tai Chi, you've probably heard of, makes use of Chi, the energy, which comprises one third of the tradition of Taoism. There's Jing. This is the sexual energy. There is Qi. It Tai Chi means long river. That's your 12 meridian lines and all of the organs that are innervated. And the third realm is the most widely practiced form of Taoism, magical Taoism. And it is the most mind-blowing content that I ever got to experience as a yoga teacher 
in my advanced studies, learning from the people who were inspired to share it. So I'm excited to share the content with you. It is a time in our lives right now here in the 21st century where maybe you don't go outside a lot. And maybe if you do venture outdoors into nature, you have an agenda. Like there's a finite amount of time in which you have to exercise and maybe you have a distance or a duration or some sort of, you know, intensity goal that you're looking for. Maybe you have a hit workout that you're doing that your watch or your phone are going to prompt you to do. And, you know, maybe you're also going to take care of some phone calls, maybe glance at some emails, um, maybe notice the texts that come in on your watch when you're on your workout. So, What I'm saying here is maybe these days, under lockdown, quarantine, social distancing, pandemic time, maybe when you are outside in nature, you're really not outside in nature. You're just not in your house, but you're still on your screens. So thank goodness for podcasts, because I feel like podcasts are the greatest screen-free indulgence we can have in the tech world. But there's a whole realm that we might be neglecting, and that is nature. That is Mother Nature. She is your life coach. And so this episode today explores what I like to think of as Mother Nature's crew, okay? The five elements of nature in the Chinese five element theory, in the concept called the Shen, these are the spirit deities that govern Mother Nature's elements. And if you're still with me and you haven't turned the channel, hopefully we can take the right hemisphere of your brain and just kind of blow your mind a little bit. These are really fun things to think about. And they provide me with peace and serenity, unlike I've ever had in my life. I was researching this episode today by looking through some old journals of mine from 2013, 2014, and then 2015 when this information came to me. And I really took a moment to think about my journey as a spiritual being, as a person, uh, between 2015 and 2020. And I had my nose to the grindstone. I really worked really hard, but I really did take these ideas to heart. And I think I'm better off for it. So I'm just so excited to share with you. So let's get started. Let's take a second here. We're going to sit up straight, take a a sip of tea. And like I said, you know, when I go to make these podcasts, I get inspired because I imagine that somebody is listening to this who may be needing some help right now. Somebody is listening to this and their brain is hungry for some information about greater peace and ease in their life. Somebody is needing or just taking, you know, a break for themselves and, I'm with you. I'm here for you. And I'm so excited. So here's the idea. Let's sit up straight. Relax your shoulders down your back. Maybe turn your palms up. Close your eyes. And just aware. Just become aware that you are breathing in and out. And just explore head to toe, just for a second, what it feels like to breathe inside your body. Hang out a little on your exhale. And then just observe as your lungs naturally draw the air in. All right. Open your eyes. All right, let's get started. So, magical Taoism. Chinese five element theory. There are five elements in nature 
And there is a little mascot, a little spirit deity for each one of them. This is Mother Nature's crew. Now, the first element that we talk about is fire. And I want to ask you to place yourself in an imaginary moment where you're doing something special. Now, doesn't that usually involve some kind of fire? Lighting a candle is a wonderful first step to setting a lovely table for a meal with someone special. Lighting a candle is something that we do sometimes when we go to practice yoga in our home and we're setting the mood. Lighting a candle is maybe what you do for your home when you're expecting somebody special to come over and you just want to, you want to create a sense of, of occasion. I submit to you humbly that as a human being, there's something very primal in our love of flame, of fire. Think about it. Camping. What's the best part of camping? It's sitting around a fire with your favorite people. And what is the best activity around the campfire? Telling stories. So it's very basic to being a human that when you are doing something on purpose with purpose, you do it beside a flame. Think about how when the Olympics happen, what's the big deal there? They, they pass the torch. Think about how anything you want to do in life from driving a car to your metabolism begins with ignition, some sort of exciting little spark starts the process, starts the fire. So the idea here is that the element of fire represents your passion in life, your dharma. This concept of dharma is your purpose. It's what you're here to do. It's, it's what, what ignites your soul. And so there's a little quote that I like to think of when I think of fire. Cheryl Strayed, the author, the poet, she has a little little piece. She is mad, but she is magic. There is no lie in her fire. She is not a liar. So the thing about fire is that when you are in your truth and in your purpose, and you are standing up for what it is in life that you're after, fire is the element to play in there. This whole concept about you cannot start a fire without a spark, as we know from the boss. So the spirit deity that governs the element of fire in the Chinese five element theory is called the Shen. It's also the category for all of these better angels, the Shen, S-H-E-N. And the idea here is that when you come to a place where you need to gather and get yourself squared away, where maybe you're having a problem or maybe your day is just kind of really dragging on and you've maybe become overwhelmed. I mean, even if it's just like you have so many chores to do and maybe your your family or your children are driving you nuts. Can you just imagine what would just flip like a switch if you took a scented candle and lit it and just 
put it in the kitchen while you are washing dishes or maybe while people are in the same area together doing many things like, you know, working and playing and school and learning and all this. And there was a scented candle in the room kind of just changing the mood, changing the energy, changing the tone. So something to think about. Therapy, mental health, and your ability to gather and coalesce with others around a common goal, fire is a great way to get everybody on the same page. Think about it. You put a candle in the middle of a conference table where there are all these people and they are working together or discussing things. Everybody looks right to the candle. And if people just in a setting of group energy for a second, just all just look at the flame, just brings everybody into focus. Dharma. This is the passion of your life's force. So you can harness this with your buddies, the Shen. It's, it's a concept that you are asked to imagine what your needs are. It's a trick that therapists teach patients all the time. When you are suffering, a technique to feel better in meditation is to imagine somebody you look up to, historical figure, family figure, somebody who has passed, somebody you look up to, somebody you would love to meet, and you, and you, and you sit with this person in your imagination and you ask them for help and you state what your concern or problem or idea that you want to run by them is. And then you just wait to see what imaginary Bono or Elvis or your great-grandmother has to say to you. And the wisdom that comes out of this conversation from your subconscious, really, that's you. That's you. And this is what the idea is. With these concepts, it's the right hemisphere of your brain, and it's your higher self healing your lower energies. So this part of you that worries, this part of you that struggles, this part of you that forgets to remember your gratitude is the lower energies and you can access your higher self and your higher truth when you sit in a moment where you think, okay, well, what would the Shen encourage me to consider here? What ignites your soul? What is it that you do with such passion? That's part of the meditation practice of sitting beside a fireplace. Think about it. What is so special about building a fire in the home and sitting beside it? It's a time to really tap in to the essence of what it really means to be human. So the first step in this tradition is to really start off properly. So, you know, lighting a candle before you sit in meditation, lighting a fire if that's available to you for a special occasion, or sitting beside a campfire outside under the stars, in the full light of the moon. Good times. So this is something to think about for the element of fire. The second of the Chinese five element theory is called the metal element. Now, it's exciting to think about how we have in our midst talismans for the metal element, crystals. We love dealing with crystals. We love shopping for them. We love acquiring them. We love using them in our meditation practice. How does it feel to walk into a crystal store? It's pretty magical. And when we look on Pinterest, for example, at all of the qualities and properties of crystals, you know, sometimes we can uh, 
forget why we're doing that. And, and I'm excited to give you context into how they became a thing, where it comes from. Crystals are the representative. They're like the little souvenir of the metal element. Now, if the theme of the fire element was your passion, the theme of the metal element represented by crystals is something really special. Moving from grief or loss to value and acceptance. So let's take rose quartz, for example. Rose quartz is pink and it symbolizes love. And so folks who are looking for love or are healing a broken heart, they're looking to make the journey from the grief of a loss towards something higher in terms of value and acceptance. Because we know that time heals all wounds and we understand that love is coming towards us, whether we see it or not. And the rose quartz crystal has properties of helping you to take the pain and with the alchemy of this practice, experience the greater love in your life that you desire. And so one of the most fabulous things ever are these little crystal skulls that come in rose quartz because we we understand that we will lose loved ones in life and taking the grief and the loss takes time to then fashion the value and the acceptance the pain never goes away but it takes a different shape in your heart in your life and it informs a deeper sense of connection to those that we still have with us in the finite time we've been given. So the spirit deity, the better angels of the crystals, the realm of the metal element, they're called Po. And Po represents your corporeal soul. So if you think about the fire element like your empire, like a kingdom, and the emperor of the kingdom are the Shen, and they are there to help you define your purpose and get after it in life, Po, the representative, the spirit deity of the element of metal represented by crystals, your corporeal soul, is the reminder that alchemy is available to you. and we like to say use it or lose it. Alchemy, turning pain, grief, loss, turning when you lose. You know that saying we have, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. That's the memo here. So crystals, they each have a job, different varieties, different forms. You know, moonstone is for harnessing divine feminine energy and really in help, enhancing creativity and harmony with nature's rhythms. That's why I, I always wear one. Um, different things like druzy quartz are all about the mysteries of life and to be, always be looking for surprises. We have different like amethyst for health, citrine for charging the other crystals and helping to clear away negative energies, team citrine, yay. So the idea here is that when you are healing, this is the space to play in. It starts with lighting a candle, right? It starts with sitting beside some firelight. It starts with identifying what your purpose is, and then it's going deep into your journey of healing, moving from grief and loss towards value and acceptance. 
And so the idea of Po is represented in the idea that you are a deeper and spiritual soul apart from your physical form. We like to say to this memo that you are three people. You are your physical form. That's who we think you are. And you are your mental form. And that's who you think you are. But the real you is inside. The real you, that is who you really are. And you access this higher self when you are communing with your breath, when you are in stillness, and when you're in those quiet moments where you're not doing, but you're just being. And that's why we love practices like Tai Chi. We like practices like yoga. We like practices like meditation. And we like practices like being in communion with Mother Nature, our life coach. And this is neat to know that on her crew, we have Poe to remind you. I love the poem by Don Miguel Ruiz called I Am Not I. Translated by William Bly, it roughly goes, I am not I, I am this one standing beside me whom I cannot see, who at times I manage to visit and at other times I forget, who will remain calm and silent while I talk and forgives gently when I hate who walks where I am not, who will remain standing when I die. I am not I, I am this one. So in times where we have lost somebody, in times where we have lost, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's some situation or scenario of attachment where we are suffering, that's why crystals come into play. Because The element of metal, as exemplified by crystals, moves us from grief and loss to value and acceptance. And that's work that takes time, but that is is the memo. Use it or we lose it. So it's great to keep them handy, like carrying a crystal in your pocket. Your left side would be for receiving for energies that you're hoping to take in. And then the right side is for giving. So If you're wearing jeans, for example, you know, you might be having a day where you feel like you just want to bring your amethyst with you, but that you feel healthy and you feel well. And it's not something we we usually jump up and down about. You know, we only usually talk about our health or think about our health when we are feeling unhealthy. So if there's a day where it occurs to you that the gift of health is keeping you alive, that might be a day that you would put your amethyst crystal in your right pocket so that you would be exuding that energy. Same thing with rose quartz for the love or clarity with the citrine or divine feminine power with the moonstone that each one of them has a little job. And so it's, it's fun. Think about exploring themes that are meaningful for you and how you might incorporate crystals into your day, into your living, into your life, because they really do have a place historically in the mind body traditions. And that is in the magical Taoism realm of the metal elements. And so thanks for listening. On the third element now, we can talk about the wood element. And the wood element is very special because the theme here, the realm, this is all about the only finite resource in the world. That is 
time. Time, 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 time is the only finite resource that there is. Everything else is infinite. There is infinite abundance of everything else except for that. And the element of wood is our representative there. And I brought something to show. I'm going to move the microphone here and pick something up. This. Can you see this? Okay. So can you see the very center and all the rings? Okay, great. So um, when a tree is cut, you get to see, like you learned when you were a kid, that the very center is when the tree was a sapling, like just sprouting from a seed. And that each ring represents another year of that tree's life. Now, I didn't cut down this tree, let's be clear. I summoned this stump. I was on my way out for a walk and I thought to myself, you know, when I'm getting prepared for this podcast about magical Taoism, I'm going to need some stuff. I'm going to need to gather my crystals and some candles. And I was like, what am I going to do for wood? I, I better, I was like, if I find a tree that was cut and I don't know, if like it's just laying around, I'm going to bring it home and use it for the podcast. And so sure enough, I picked it up. I, better home. I didn't weigh it, but I think it weighs about how much weight I lost since I got my act together about 16 weeks ago. So I was like, wow, man, this this is heavy. I, I This is awesome. This is a reminder to me that I used to have to carry this up the hill every day. But here's the thing. Looking at a cross-cut section of a tree like this, somebody else cut you can see some years the tree had it really good. Like the, this is like this year here where it's, there's a lot of space between the rings. So they might've had more water or nutrition or sunlight. And then there's, there's like story. You can see that in some places there was less, less water. Like there was maybe a drought that year. And then again, look, there's a ton of water on this, this year. And then sometimes you can see like a little scar where a tree was like burned like during a fire, but then it like overcame that and grew another layer. Anyway, the element of wood symbolizes your relationship with the only finite resources in nature, which is time. And I'll put it back down on the floor because it was making a nice little footrest. Yeah. And so the, the whole thing here is you have a journey, you have a path. Just like the other day when I was pulling out old journals and reading about the difference that I feel mentally and, and in my mental health from 2014 to 2021, I think about the journey as representative of the crosscut tree. You know, we all start off so fresh from the light and then we become toddlers and then children and then tweens and then teens and then young adults. Like you go through ages and stages and you're on a path. You are on a journey. And there is a wonderful reminder about how you can stop, drop, and do gratitude no matter what's going on when you are among trees. We know that hiking always makes us feel better. But to the point earlier about, are you hiking? Like, are you in the woods? Or are you still on your phone looking at your device? Do you have an agenda for speed and duration and distance and intensity? Or are you in nature? I have a friend on Facebook who posts the neatest little memes. And this little piece about trees came up. And I was like, oh, I have to say that in the podcast. So it, it's, it's, an, it's not attributed. So I don't know who said the quote, but it says, 
trees, silent beings of awareness, energy, and light, messengers of peace, reason, and sanity in a world slowly going insane. And doesn't that resonate? There they are. They are cheering you on. And inside each one of them, they have their little map of their journey. So you are invited to think about the map, the topography, the journey. What is the crosscut of your journey looking like? Where are you? Are you in the beginning? Are you in the middle? Are you toward the end? It informs your gratitude, informs your choices, it informs your priorities. When you think about your phase in life, the ages and stages that you're currently going through, it helps you maybe to take some things a little more seriously and maybe some things a little less seriously. Cardio in its very definition as an activity for a human like yourself is defined as your long limbs moving rhythmically over time which drives up your heart rate in an effort to deliver oxygen-rich blood to your working muscle sites. And being a person who gets out regularly, I'm inviting you to notice more about what you are seeing when you are outside. Noticing the trees, noticing the ages of trees, the shapes of them. My very best friend lives by an arboretum that has the oldest trees in our state, just like right there, these giant redwood sequoias, like massive, massive. Just walking by them is lovely, but to stop and sit for a little bit and really occupy the space alongside that silent being of energy, it's it's very special. The crew, back to the Shen, all right? We've got the Shen for your fire element of your passion. This whole thing about like you're the empress of your kingdom and you make the rules. They're there to help you define your purpose and passion life. Po from the metal element, the crystal is all about moving from grief and loss to value and acceptance. We have in the wood element, the hoon. The hoon. They're very special. They are the universal managers. The hoon organize your synchronicities in life. So in your travels, do you ever see a lucky penny? One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Busy Phillips. And she has this, and I was like, oh, that's just like me. She's like, every time I'm out and about and I see a penny and I pick it up and there's my luck. She goes, it reminds me that I'm on the right track. That little God wink of finding a penny is important and valuable to stop and notice in life. Not everybody thinks like this, but you can. You can start today. Next time that you're out and about and you see a penny on the ground, not only just picking it up to have good luck and give a penny to a friend and your luck will never end, just take a second about the compliment you were paid. How many pennies have to drop on the ground for you specifically to find it? Those are very special. The Hoon, your universal managers, they're always blowing you little kisses, these little God winks. I like to see them in oracle cards. We'll start there. You know, when you draw an oracle card, the invitation there is to just see how the theme resonates with you. And invariably, 
it's something that you were probably already thinking about or working on. Now, big thumbs down to the buzzkill called Bader-Meinhof syndrome. Again, with podcasts, but Dax Shepard and his favorite little Monica, they're always like, oh, that's so spooky. We were just talking about that Bader-Meinhof syndrome. Okay, well, you know what? To give something a name that just makes it a sciencey thing, that is such a buzzkill. Let's just set that aside. When you're thinking about somebody and then they call you, and that could be very random. Like you haven't thought about that person in years. It used to happen all the time when I would go to be teaching a class. Like I taught like 10 to 15 yoga classes every week for 10 years. And, and invariably a student, like I would think of them, like I hadn't seen them in a couple of months or, you know, boom, they would walk in the studio. I'd be like, I was just thinking about you. You know, that happens all the time. You know that you're magic. And you just brush it off. You just think it's a coincidence, but it's not. Your hoon, the universal managers, they're out there organizing your synchronicities. I love seeing it in license plates. You know, if, if you see the numbers line up and it's like 111 or 222 or 333, even if it's like on a digital clock, that's a God wink. And you're encouraged to think about what thought were you working on? What thread were you on? And that is for you to stop, drop and go, I guess I'm on the right track. I love, like I live in an apartment complex, so I see the license plates everywhere. And I just, I like thinking about what the hints are. Like there's one that says AMB and that's my daughter's initials. And these cars, they're always parked in different spots. So that's why it's so random. That's the thing about this, the randomness of picking up your phone and going, oh, look, it's 1111, make a wish. That's a thing. It's the truth. So for you to play in that space, I'm inviting you to invite more magical thinking into your life. It's special for you to consider. Sometimes the clock on the microwave in our kitchen will say one, two, three, right? Or two, three, four. Like I like to think that that's a, a memo, that's a heads up, that's a hint that everything is in order. And, and that whatever I'm doing right now is, is, is of the greater good. Cause like everything's in its place. Like I'm on, I'm on the right track. So something to think about. It's fun to remember that you are a magnetic being and that you do create your life, your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and your actions. And so if you want to be inspired, play a little game with the hoon, you know, like with me and this log. You know, I made a wish before I left the house and I, <laughs> I was like, yep, if I see a cut up piece of wood laying on the ground, I will bring it home because I'm going to be lecturing on the wood element. And sure enough, I was, I, I was walking up the hill and I saw it. Someone must have cut down a tree and there was just two little stumps left. And I was like, oh God, I, I prayed for this. I have to pick it up. <laughs> and sure enough, I walked up the hill with it. So think about a time recently for yourself where you had a thought and then like it happened, like your wish was answered. Like, you know, it happens all the time. So what do we do? Well, we're rational people in Western civilization. We brush it off and think, well, that was just a coincidence. 
Well, that is to slap God in the face. We like to call these God winks. And when God winks at you, you know, wink back. Like, say thank you. Accept the compliment. Take the win. It's the hoon. Your universal managers out there organizing your synchronicities. So when you feel bummed out in life, you're encouraged to stop, drop, and do gratitude. And instead of think about what you don't have, think about what you want, but in the affirmative, like it's really already true. So I'm losing weight right now. I'm another pound down and I'm excited. I got 16 more to go. And the idea is in the morning, instead of thinking to myself, oh my God, I still have 16 pounds to lose. What am I gonna do? No, I say, thank you for my healthy, happy weight. And I write it down. I start every single day. This is from The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, her third book that she wrote. She wrote The Secret. She wrote The Power. She wrote The Magic. She wrote The Hero. And then she wrote this new book that came out last Christmas. I haven't looked into it, but the third one's called The Magic. And she has you start off every day, taking out a sheet of paper, writing one through 10 and saying, thank you for. You're encouraged to start every day thinking about all your blessings and then if you're still wanting something like me wanting my goal weight, I say thank you like it already happened. And you know this, you know this, affirmations are effective. So being able to say, all right, time, it's represented by the trees. I'm on a journey. This is my life's path. What age or stage am I at? What is it that I want? Well, I'm going to just keep thinking thank you for it like it's already here and it will be here. I love the activities, folks, who are maybe single, who want somebody in their life, like, to move in, like a relationship, like, eventually. You know, they're encouraged to take their closet and move half of the clothes out so that their new person will have a place to put their stuff. You know, they're encouraged to say, okay, I will, I, I want to find a roommate. Uh, maybe it's somebody who's just going to split expenses with you. You're encouraged, like, that day, date, and time you make that decision to go in the fridge and make room for where their stuff's going to go. You know, we, we said goodbye to our dear dog a few weeks ago. And, you know, I cannot bring myself to remove his dishes from the kitchen because I know we're going to have another dog. I, there's a mat that says good dog. There's no dogs in this house, but the cats eat on a mat that says good dog because a dog belongs here. We don't know when, where, how, or who, but the Hoon, our universal managers, I know they're on the case. We we look at each other every day and we're like, well, today's not the day. I'm not ready. But I know when we are ready, they will, they will appear. They will appear. We said that in yoga all the time. When the student is ready, a teacher will appear. And it was really fun all the time to hear people say, you know, the day I thought I wanted to be a yoga teacher, that's the day I saw the yoga poster for your program. Or that's the day that somebody mentioned you on social media. And that's the day that someone told me about you. Like, this is how it works. You're a magnetic creature and you attract the life that you want. And you know how that gets done? The hoon, the universal managers. They are the spirit deities of the wood element. The theme is time management. And it's kind of like... You know, you're putting out a signal. You're giving marching orders to these little lieutenants and they're going out there and they're making it happen. So it's fun to play in this space. And and I only know about these things from my teachers telling me these ideas and they've worked for me. And so that's why I'm excited to sit down today and talk to you about them. Thanks for listening. This is fun stuff. So the idea we are now at is Earth. Okay, so we the element of fire, those are the shen, the element of metal represented by crystals, that's po, the element of wood, 
the Hoon are your universal managers there. And the spirit deity that governs the element of earth is called Yi. Now, the earth element, it's pretty easy to wrap your head around when you look at the mountains. Think about what mountains represent. Mountains represent the abundance that the earth has for you. The theme here is about abundance. The theme here is about your goals, right? You are a person who works hard to achieve what you have, and you have ideas of what you want more of. And so when you set goals, you know, maybe you take advantage of the resources of a personal trainer or a financial advisor. In your spirit realm here, the deities, the better angels of the earth element called Yi, I like to think of them as a coach. Mother Nature is your life coach, but the person on her crew here that we're talking about is here to remind you that you are enough and that there is nothing but abundance in the universe. Only a human brain can think of lack and scarcity. And so the representative that you would have in your midst is something like, I love earthenware pottery. My niece made this uh, in 2016. It's pink, and so I like to keep all my rose quartz crystals in it and put a little candle in there. Um, the earth element, think about it. You know, this is where you grow your food. And in the spirit of setting a goal, like climbing a mountain, you know, each step bringing you closer to achievement, that's what the spirit deity here helps you helps you do is to uh, set goals and achieve them, to track to your goals. And so think about your times in your life where you knew that to save a certain amount of money or to pay off bills or to lose weight. These were things that you needed to track to. So when you set aside time to plan your nutrition and what times you're going to exercise, when you set aside time to have a meeting in your household about your budget and your goals financially, when you when you sit down and you speak with a supervisor about your negotiation, about pay and compensation and bonuses and things, this is all governed in the earth element. So the idea is that you have a chance to ground yourself, get grounded, right? Because you really can't make progress in life until you start where your feet are, that you take things one step at a time. So goals are about the process whereby the will of your intent, you're able to fashion and experience manifestation. So the idea here, I love to think of Yi as a little personal trainer slash financial advisor. You know, I remember being a grown-up about 25 years old and having my first big, really big girl job out of college and managing my weight and my book, my, my, you know, balancing the books with my checking account. And I remember sitting myself down and thinking, wow, this is what being a grown-up is looking after my waistline and my checkbook. And you know what? Yeah, it is. You have to behave in a way that is towards the goal that you want because whatever it is that you're practicing, you're going to get really good at it. And whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to get the results that you are earning. So this mentality of setting goals, that's the purview of ye. So it's great to set aside a day of the week to review your progress. I love Saturday because that's a real goal-oriented day. The energy around a Saturday is 
all about doing your grocery shopping for the week. It's all about assessing your budget and where you're at with things that you are responsible for. Saturday is kind of the day where you sort of put on that hat and think about tracking to what you're working on. So the idea here is that you get grounded. You need your ground so that you can make progress. You can cover the territory you need to, to get to the result that you want. So that's the energy there. Think about hiking. That is about being in the trees. That is about communing with nature. And it is about starting where you are, having a goal, getting to your goal, training for a marathon, training for a cycling event, setting a goal, putting it on the calendar, and then making it a smart goal. So when you're working with YI, you want to set a smart goal. So the acronym there starts S is you want a specific goal. So it's something that is not general. It's like, it's a specific thing. Measurable. It has to be something that you can apply metrics to. You have to be able to measure so that you know what your progress is. A is for actionable. Like it has to be a goal where you can personally affect change with your behavior. R is it has to be realistic. Like you can't just say, oh, I want to be taller. Like that's not really going to happen. So something that's realistic, something that maybe you already have achieved or that you know somebody with your own skill set or body type can achieve. And T, time-based. SMART goals are always about, okay, by this day, date, and time, I'm going to achieve this and this is how I'll measure it. It is is actionable and it's realistic for me. And so this is your little team member in Mother Nature who helps you there. This is of the earth element. Yi, your little personal trainer, financial advisor. The last element to talk about today is water. Water is the most changeable of all of the elements. And your spirit deity that governs the element of water, same as Zhi, so Z-H-I. And you think about this little sea captain inside of you where you go with the flow, you swim against the tide. You know, if you're getting into the perfect storm, you have to be able to navigate The theme of your water element, friends, is managing vitality, and it has everything to do with your wisdom. And so your wisdom to navigate life, okay? There's so many beautiful analogies. My first favorite is having a seashell. You know, when you were a child and you were lucky enough to get a conch shell and your mom taught you to put your ear next to the seashell so you could hear the ocean, that's a moment where you stop and drop and you really get to relax because we even have a name for it in respiration. Tidal breathing. The waves, they have a tidal rhythm, T-I-D-A-L. Your natural breath flowing in and out has a tidal rhythm. And to listen to the sound of the ocean, whether it's out of the seashell or sitting beside the ocean, or even just listening on your smart speaker or putting on a video of the ocean. Like this puts you into that beautiful space. The idea here is that smooth seas never made a good sailor. Ships are safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Like these these wonderful poems and, and themes and phrases remind us that, yeah, we can go with the flow or swim against the tide. And your element of water 
It's it's about you and your self-care. Drinking your four liters of water a day or whatever the proper amount is based on your activity level and your metabolism. Drinking your water, fortifying it with electrolytes, taking time for hydrating beverages like tea, or if it's for you, taking a nice warm bath. You know, when you're feeling scattered or frazzled, putting yourself into water is one of the fastest ways to change your vibration. And so spending time in yin yoga, specifically yin yoga poses like butterfly, dragonfly, half dragonfly, and caterpillar, those are poses where the meridian line that affects your kidneys and your bladder are implicated. And this is a way to manage vitality. And the issue here about life's journey and it's Going with the flow or swimming against the tide does everything to do with your wisdom and your ability to navigate. So there's an inner sea captain in your life, the G, and this element of water is all about how emotions play into it. So if you have a day where you just really do feel like crying, you know, let it happen. And then once it's over, sit with yourself. See if you can drink a nice cup of tea. See if you can get into a nice warm bath. See if you can get into the hot tub or go to the lake. You know, looking out over the lake. It's the healing journey that we love so much here at our home because we can see the lake from our back deck. The idea about water is it is your reminder to go with the flow. It is the most changeable of all the elements. So that's your reminder that whatever emotion you're on right now, there's another one coming soon. And you can choose, you can choose, you can choose these routes to self-care. So to finish our discussion here about magical Taoism, I'm just excited for you to add a different way of looking at things. Life doesn't happen to us so much as it responds to us. And so during this podcast today, it was my just deepest intention to share with you some reminders that sometimes we are moving too fast. Sometimes we are using screens too much. Sometimes we are talking to other people or or meeting their demands or we're just giving away a lot of our power Maybe we are getting sucked in by different stories we're hearing in the media. Like this is the prime era of your life where maybe you have a little extra time on your hands because of pandemic. Maybe you are shifting your mindset and that's why YouTube brought you this high vibration content. Maybe you are looking for different ways to incorporate mindfulness and gratitude into your life. I hope that these ideas spark some interest for you in taking great care of yourself. I'll never forget being in college. I had just gotten my dream car and my dream dog. And I thought I was going to take myself to the most beautiful place in our town and, and just have some me time. So my Volkswagen van, my little Samoyed puppy and I jumped into the car and I drove to Samish Bay because I went to college in Western and I parked at Larrabee State Park and I walked with my dog down to the ocean and I sat down and all of a sudden 
I couldn't sit still. And where I was like, okay, let's go back to the car. You know, cause I love, I just got this car and I love it so much. So I opened the big van door and, and I put on some music cause I had a cool tape deck and me and my dog, we were just cold chilling in the van. And I just felt so unable to be still. It was weird. I was like, this meets the idea in my head of everything I thought a chill person would do. Why don't I feel chill? Well, geez, that was like 30 years ago. And I feel like it's only been these last couple of years where I actually learned that you can't just flip it on like a switch. It's a practice. So through the practices of yoga every day, of walking every day, of getting better hydration, of sleeping better, eating better, and just accessing magical thinking as in my spirit deity friends in the fire, the metal, the wood, the earth, and the water. I just feel a little better. So I appreciate you listening. To learn more, we've got a book coming out called Mother Nature is a Life Coach. And bit of luck by the end of the year hopefully you'll have it in your hand and hopefully you can look back on this podcast as an, a resource and you know what i am so happy we got to chat today i really want to thank you for listening and i want to thank my husband for producing this and i want to thank all my favorite teachers who taught me this information janelle hartman at the tummy temple she presented this information at twist yoga studio in edmonds in 2015 And this has been inspiring me for six long years, love. So I really want to say thanks. And friends, if you like this, please like and subscribe and share. We're just starting out. We don't want you to miss an episode. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking time for yourself. And hopefully this helps you have a little bit more of a magical time as you enter the Chinese Lunar New Year of 2021. Gong hi fa choi.